I can't believe it, but my book Satisfaction Guaranteed about Zingerman's is coming out next month. In this episode of the Culinary Woman podcast, I'm going to tell you five things that you ought to know about my book. Welcome to Culinary Woman. I'm Mickey Maynard. Come on in and have a seat at the table. Join us. Welcome to the Culinary Woman Podcast, Season 2. I'm Mickey Maynard, the editor of the Culinary Woman Newsletter and host of this podcast. Welcome back. I know it's been a while, but I've been pretty busy, and I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. Next month, February 22nd, Washington's birthday, is the publication date for my book, Satisfaction Guaranteed. It looks at the Zingerman's community of businesses here in Ann Arbor and how it built a global food community out of one local deli. On this episode of the podcast, I'm going to tell you five things about the book. I'm going to encourage you to place a pre-order, and I'd also love it if you'd go talk to your public library. Either ask for the book in advance, as a lot of library websites allow you to do, ask them to order some copies, and you might even ask them to have me come in and speak about it, either in person or as a virtual visitor. I've actually got a program set up with the Dearborn Public Library here in Michigan for March. So come back, and I'm going to tell you five things about Satisfaction Guaranteed. first thing you should know about the book is it it's my pandemic project back around Thanksgiving of 2019 which now seems like you know Thanksgiving of 2009 I got an email from a woman named Irene Goodman who is a literary agent in New York and she explained that she had been a, a student at the University of Michigan she actually has two degrees from here She's been a Zingerman's customer for years, and she thought somebody should write a book about Zingerman's, and she thought that person should be me. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, this is the literary equivalent of those people that are going to send you $20 million, and I was going to ignore it. And then I looked her up, and I saw that she had, you know, real literary credentials, and I thought, maybe I should respond to her. So we started to correspond by email. We talked on the phone. I figured over Christmas of 2019 that it couldn't hurt to write a book proposal. And I was trying to figure out why, and the reason I came up with is that in 2022, Zingerman's is celebrating its 40th anniversary, but nobody had written an entire book about them. Now, let's just say this, I mean, the Zingerman's Press publishes many, many books. I think Ari Weinswag, the co-founder of Zingerman's, has written 17 books on his own. So there's no lack of information about Zingerman's, but no author had sat down and written an entire book about them. They've been in other books, they've been in lots of magazine articles and on TV, 
be, but they've never had a book written about them from somebody from the outside, from a journalist like me. And it seemed to be a good idea. You know, Zingerman's has such a following in the global food community and such a huge network among people in the food world that I thought, you know, this is worth a try. I mean, we read one company books all the time, the story of Nike, the story of Facebook, the story of Amazon. Um, So why not a book about Zingerman's? And we got very lucky, but we got lucky on a very unlucky day. That's the second thing I want you to know about this book. I was hoping to start writing the book about Zingerman's history, Zingerman's present, its future, and what was going to be happening in the gourmet food world. Well, we made the deal for the book on March 15th, 2020, which was also the day that Michigan issued a stay-at-home order. So for the entire time I worked on the book, we were dealing with the pandemic. That wasn't anything I could have anticipated when I started working on the book, but it became a whole separate chapter in the book, as you'll see if you order the book or pick it up at your local library. The pandemic has added an incredible burden to everyone in the food business, and in the book you're going to read about how the pandemic has affected Zingerman's, the deli, its restaurants, its coffee business, the bakehouse, and especially mail order. Because if it hadn't been for mail order, Zingerman's would be in a lot tougher place right now. But before I get into today's Zingerman's, I want to talk about the roots of Zingerman's. And the third thing you should know about the book is that this really explores the vision of two guys, Paul Saginaw and Ari Weinswag, two Jewish guys, one who grew up in Detroit, one who grew up in Chicago, both of them remembering traditional Jewish food like great big corned beef sandwiches, knishes, chicken soup, the things that people ate at holidays, and they they both got to Ann Arbor to go to the University of Michigan. And what they found when they got here was that although it had a sizable Jewish community, Ann Arbor didn't have a great Jewish deli along the lines of a Manny's in Chicago or the Stage Deli in New York or Russ and Daughters, which exists now. Um, We had the Blue Front, where you could buy bagels that came in in brown paper bags from Detroit. But if you wanted Jewish food, you had to go to Detroit or some of the suburbs around Detroit. We just didn't have a Jewish food infrastructure. And so their dream, as they connected in restaurant jobs, was to create a great Jewish deli, where the the sandwiches would be overflowing with Russian dressing, and the corned beef would be top quality, and the bread would be crispy, and they wanted people to appreciate that kind of food. And they also wanted people to appreciate the best kind of food that was out there. And you have to remember, and I talk about this in the book, that when Zingerman's was starting, we were starting to see the resurgence of an American kind of farm-to-table gourmet food scene. If you think about Alice Waters out in California, she had gotten started at Chez Panisse a few years earlier. Places like Dean and DeLuca, the great grocery store in New York, were growing. You, of course, had Zabars in New York. Um, There was a time when people were turning to food as entertainment, and the time when Zingerman's came about which was 1982, was a wonderful time to be getting into food. People were appreciating what they were doing, 
and they had a market in Ann Arbor that was constantly changing because not only did you have townies like my family, you had students who were coming in and you had a fresh supply of people and their parents to meet your food every year. So Jewish roots are super important to Zingerman's, even though it has grown and expanded and does all kinds of other things now, that essential Jewish quality is super important to the Zingerman story. The fourth thing I want you to know about the book is that it's a book about management philosophy and employee relations as much as it is, as it is a book about food. And of course, if you love food, I think you're going to love reading about the food. But if you're someone who's a business owner, if you're someone who's an entrepreneur or wants to be an entrepreneur, you're going to find out about many of the philosophies that are behind Zingerman's. It believes very deeply in training its employees. It believes in a concept that's called visioning, where you paint a picture of how you want something to look and you sort of project yourself into that success story and you don't try to do it step by step. You come up with the picture first, then you backfill how you're going to get there, which is not the way a lot of places operate. And another thing that I think is very important to Zingerman's, in fact, Rick Bayless, who is the famous Chicago restaurant owner, says that the way Zingerman's treats customers, its service philosophy, is as important to him as all those things. But there's a woman in Memphis, Kat Gordon, who owns Muddy's Bake Shop, who says that for her, bottom line change, which is how you make the changes that make your business more successful, is as important to her as all the other business concepts. So you can see that everyone who looks at Zingerman's has different opinion about the value of its management philosophy. And that's something that you'll understand after reading the book. But I do want you to know that as, as much as there's wonderful things in the book like balsamic vinegar and rye bread and wonderful cheeses and cookies and coffee, there's also pretty serious discussion about how to run a business. So think about the people you know who love to eat. I think they'll like the book. Think about the people who like to think about business, and I think they'll like the book too. For number five, what I'd like you to do is think about growth. Think about how companies expand. And we've seen one model in the United States and around the world that has basically been the franchise model, that you come up with a successful idea for doing something and then you multiply it. That's not what Zingerman's did. There's only one Zingerman's Deli, and it's in Ann Arbor on a cobblestone street, and you might have to wait in line to get inside. The reason that there isn't more than one deli, which is something I explore in the book, is that both Ari and Paul wanted it to be authentic, and they felt that by having only one of things, it would make the deli into a destination. But they didn't want to stay small with just one deli. They wanted to give opportunities to other people, and that's where the whole Zingerman's community of businesses comes in. So when you come to Ann Arbor, you look all over Ann Arbor, and you might see pieces of Zingerman's. You'll see the deli, of course. You'll see 
Zingerman's Roadhouse, which is a sit-down restaurant. You'll see a restaurant called Miss Kim, which is actually a Korean restaurant. You'll see the coffee company. You'll see the bakehouse. You'll see something called Zing Train, which is where Zingerman's shares its training philosophy. You'll see candy. You'll see cheese. And if you know where to look, you'll see the mail order operation that I talked about before. You know, Zingerman's is sort of spread all over Ann Arbor. And you do see pieces of Zingerman's elsewhere in southeastern Michigan. They have a close partnership with a company called Plum Markets. And Plum sells their coffee and their candy and their bread and there's a store at Detroit Metropolitan Airport and there's a store in the Detroit Pistons Practice Center in downtown Detroit but really for most for Zingerman's you need to come to Ann Arbor and that's by design and they have had many many offers through the years to franchise Zingerman's they've had many offers from people who want to invest in Zingerman's and turn it into a global phenomenon and They've decided to keep it based here. Now, of course, the restaurant business is very difficult. The food world is very difficult. You know, there could come a terrible moment where Zingerman's absolutely collapsed and it had to sell everything. But they got their test during the pandemic. And, you know, it's pretty remarkable. And you'll read more about this in the book how they were able to get through the crisis and how they're maneuvering through the crisis that's still going on. So think about those five things. I hope that gets you interested in pre-ordering a copy or asking for it at your local library. Now, if you do pre-order a copy, please let me know. You can email me at culinarywoman at gmail.com and send me a copy of your receipt. And right before publication, I'm going to send you a little extra bonus, which is some inside information about Zingerman's that you don't get in the book. But it's my thank you for setting a pre-order. So thank you so much for listening. The podcast will be back on a regular basis this spring, and I'm going to be giving you lots of information that's in the book, lots of things that I'm doing, lots of things, the events that are going to be held. Again, if you think you'd like to have me come and speak, please get in touch with me at culinarywoman at gmail.com or suggest me to your local group, your local library, your local organization. I would love to see you all. And please think about ordering a copy of Satisfaction Guaranteed. It's published by Scribner's. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode of the Culinary Woman podcast. Culinary Woman podcast comes to you from the Culinary Woman newsletter, which is published on Substack. Think about subscribing. Think about taking out a paid subscription or becoming a member of the Culinary Woman community. Our paid subscribers and our community members get early access to what's in the newsletter. They're eligible for drawings and they get other special content that's not available to our free subscribers, although we love our free subscribers. Follow Culinary Woman on Facebook, on Twitter, on TikTok, and on Instagram, I'm at Micheline Maynard. You will find all kinds of updates on Satisfaction Guaranteed on the Culinary Woman Facebook page and on my website, which is MichelineMaynard.com. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe and see you next time.